You're a quiet place. And welcome to another episode of Dos and a Half Cinco's. This is episode number 42. Uh, this week we are covering Dead Silence. And uh, as we've been doing for the last, uh, seems like forever now, we're going to be covering Street Shark Season 3, Episode 6. But before we get started, as always, I'm your host, David. I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. Well, we got a normal, another normal yeah, intro. Yeah. Are you guys feeling all right? Yeah. No, because I actually threw my voice over to the other side of the room to do it using my ventriloquism. Oh, oh. what? That's a that's a homage directly to our movie of the week this week. It's about scary puppets. Um, so uh, outside of our movie of the week this week, Dead Silence and Street Sharks. Uh, Stu, what else did you catch up on? Oh uh, well, it's uh, it's actually. In our in our week off, due to David almost having coronavirus for real this time, <laughs> and we've joked about it enough over the past six eight months, or however long, but uh, it's bound little, to happen. Got a little too close to home. David just couldn't resist that bat soup. But yep, delicious, tasty, nutritious bat yep. soup. But uh, what did I watch? I watched um, I watched another horror movie. I don't know why, just because I saw it on Netflix. Um, it's actually kind of an older, not old, but several years old now called, um, shit. I forgot what it's called. That's the name of the Sinis- movie. Sinister. It's not very scary. Oh, okay. Sinister with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It wasn't bad. I like it. What about you, Ben? Wow. Um. Uh... Actually, I watched a shitload of stuff while you were gone because I just didn't know what to do with my life and I didn't know if I could carry on. So uh, I had to fill that void in my life, really. Um, it's just Simpsons. I, He's going to say Simpsons. Well, besides from watching and season community. five of The Simpsons and Community, I did watch a few movies and I actually finished two TV series. Yeah, I finished two TV series. Two new uh, series or series you've already watched? one of them is new and one of them came out i want to say two years ago and i believe it won a few emmys um so the first tv series or okay movies that i watched that just reminded me but continue uh the i watched two movies one was the wizard uh if you do you guys know what the wizard is i know i've seen that before or i've seen the I watched it to our long t- with our longtime listener, King Bowie five five five. It was literally just the story about an autistic boy who finds out he's really good at video games. So it's you, you probably you heard saying, about it. Are you saying we're all autistic? No, it was it was a movie about Bowie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally just an autobiography of Bowie, or not autobiography. It was just a biopic of how Bowie came to be. <laughs> The 1989 <laughs> family comedy, yeah. Except, don't it, you have to be? Good, doesn't he have to be good at video games in order? Yeah, to... he was. He had everything <laughs> except. The, <laughs> oh my gosh! This this one has Boy Meets World in it. Yeah, I know, right? Fred and it, Savage and Christian Slater. Yeah. Oh know, man, right? that's like a, a late '80s, early '90s wet dream. I know. So we watched that. That was that was a good laugh. Uh, we also watched. Um, Masters of the Universe. So what you're telling me, you got you broke quarantine. This is recorded evidence of you breaking quarantine. No, we watched it on uh, Benflix. On Benflix. 
you you seem to phrase it like you watched it with him together. Yeah, yeah, on Benflix. On Benflix. Well, is we Benflix a physical time. location now? Yeah, it's yeah, in it's your heart. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> that's what that is. No, but uh, you you're able to like you know uh, like Netflix party or oh yeah. okay. Yeah, you're able to watch it at the same time. Uh, well, so, TFT, uh, TFTI then for that. Well, we could do Apple. it for the next one. All no, right? No. Huh? Huh? Okay, fine. All right. I'll just watch you, it on my own. Watch it with but, Bowie. Uh, yeah, I'll watch you it with Bowie. You have a new, have new friend with Bowie. You want to watch yeah. stuff. Why don't you go start a podcast with him? Where's the hang-up button? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Yeah, I can, I, we could just kick him. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, we watched Masters of the Universe, and I did not know that Courtney Cox was in that movie. That was very surprising to me. I mean, I knew Dolph Lundgren was in it, but I did not know Courtney Cox was in it as like a teenager. It was really weird seeing her not in friends mode. Uh, <laughs> we also okay, so I finished the TV series Sharp Objects. Have you heard of that? No, no. Sharp Objects was this HBO limited series. It was like eight episodes long, I believe. It's like a true, like a crime mystery. Oh, murder porn. Yeah, or almost, (laughs) you know. Are you into uh, murder porn now? Is that? Who isn't? Usually you have to be like a a housewife, like a stay-at-home mom to be be into (laughs) that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it was about housewives and everything. (laughs) But yeah, it was really good. It was Amy Adams pretty much at the turning point of her career when she just decided, I'm not going to do, you know, fluffy piece or fluffy movies anymore. And she starts going into, you know, mentally ill actress mode, which is right. really cool. So uh, I yeah. highly recommend it. It's really good. The ending was really satisfying. And then uh, this show might interest you, Stu. I started watching, or well, I finished Mythic Quest. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been I've been wanting to, like, start that. I have a lot of shows I've been wanting to watch. I just <laughs> never do it. And that's one of yeah. them. Um, I will say that this one was, like... 50 50 with me like at times i did find myself really enjoying it and at times i'm like oh man this could be better you know it uh it definitely has that little uh lingering scent of it's always sunny yeah. you know you, you kind of get right. those, that, those little glimpses of it yeah. but it never I, really comes to fruition i usually don't really like it when like a lot of things like uh rob how do you say his last name? McElhenney? McElhenney? Yeah, McElhenney. 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 Uh, when, like, people, like, start doing, like, little side projects to, like, yeah. and then it, like, then I, because then I feel like distance the main thing. Distance themselves from their, like, original IP. Well, not necessarily distance, but it feel like it makes it so, that, like, it diverts their effort and attention from the main thing that you really like, which is Always Sunny. Yeah. Um, so, like, I usually don't like when that kind of stuff happens, but that, that's not to say I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I will have to say that like it's oh, it's sunny has always, it's been on for a very long time, you know, and I don't know how much longer, uh, Danny DeVito can put out the effort, you know. It's really starting to show <laughs> yeah. when they're like scenes of them like all running, and then you know they have to like <laughs> yeah. do some magic fuckery to make it look like Danny DeVito can still keep up with everyone. It's, it, I've never thought they, they could keep up with them. I know. <laughs> uh, honestly, they should just probably just lean away from that and just give them a segue. And just just let yeah, him, uh, or just I not write know. write it into the script that they're running somewhere. <laughs> I know, but I mean, then you're but like that's kind always of, a bit. Like I don't know. I I feel like you shouldn't have to write around that. At that point, I I feel like they are kind of going in the elegant way of kind of letting the show kind of 
die off on its own, which is mm-hmm. really nice. I don't want them to stretch it out into this, you know, never uh, ending like, void like The Simpsons is like going. The Simpsons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think, you know, it's reached that point. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see an end of The Simpsons? Hell no. They already mentioned that in one of their episodes. They're gonna run that shit into the ground. <laughs> they even had a musical about it. Long after Fox is gone and Disney and all of everything, the only thing left to the sands of time will be Simpsons. Yep, pretty New much. Season. Yep, it, pretty it'll much. be there uh, just as like uh, the history books. As the as the sun consumes the earth, <laughs> uh, the Simpsons it begins its fiftieth season. <laughs> Oh God! I hope I hope it's not that. Long. <laughs> that's that's way too years soon. Now. <laughs> and can you count? It needs to be at oh. least uh, five Sorry, times longer. Longer than that. Oh, I mean 30, 33rd season. Yeah. No, at, at, at least he, he's right. It's got to be at least five times five longer. Times. But uh, that uh, that re- did remind me that I I forgot since this was last week. Um, I also watched and finished the Netflix series uh, Waco about oh, the, uh, nice. the, a, the uh, standoff with the FBI and the, uh, I forget what they're called, something Davidians. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah was that was it? interesting. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was interesting to see because I never really knew the details about how that all went down. So that was, it was an interesting watch. Nice. Oh, and for uh, Mythic Quest, David, um, it's about a video game development company, and it the humor is kind of like a mixture of, I want to say, kind of like It's Always Sunny, but mostly leaning on to uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. Nice. Yeah, yeah so okay. it might be something you're interested in. That might be. It sounds like right yeah. up my alley. And it also has uh, David Pooty, right? Damn, or Danny Pudi, like uh, Danny, he was actually uh, from Hobbit, right? Yeah, he, he he was actually my least favorite part of the show. What? Yeah, like his part was, I, I don't know, like when you close your eyes and just listen to the to the dialogue his character gives out, it definitely gives off the Dennis Reynolds vibe, you know. And <laughs> he, he, he can't deliver on it, which is really disappointing because I love his, you know, I love Abed in you know, Community. And but he, there's no Troy. There's only one yeah, Dennis there's Reynolds. Yeah, there's only Don one Dennis Reynolds. He can't give off that sociopathic, uh, you know, uh, self-loving egomaniac that is Dennis Reynolds. You know, he, he just can't pull it off. Hmm. All right. Well, then I'll, I'll keep that in mind or try to block it out. Maybe <laughs> that'll mask some of my disappointment. All right. Well, it sounds like. No. Uh, wait, go ahead, Stu. Oh, I was gonna say, do you guys ever notice in shows like that, uh, whether it be Always Always Sunny or maybe The Simpsons, or definitely Family Guy, where mm-hmm. characters kind of start off when the first show first begins, characters are kind of framed in one way, but then as the show progresses and the seasons go on, they start to kind of evolve into like, like for example, Dennis Reynolds seems to become more and more insane with each season that it passes. Or like Mac becomes like more and more like like revealing his homosexual tendencies, you know, like you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or like, there's actually uh, there's actually a what is it a term for that? It's called a flanderization. Yeah, oh, okay. flanderization. Stupid sexy Flanders. Yeah. That oh was yeah, a- yeah. That that term actually came from The Simpsons, but yeah, it's like where they pretty much have this one little trait or 
quirk of this character and they totally just go full steam into it and completely evolve the character into that like like yeah max uh homosexuality that kind of grew to almost define him and then you know uh, dennis's sociopathic tendencies that grew to define him charlie just becomes more of an idiot and uh (laughs) danny and uh, uh, frank just becomes more disgusting (laughs) yeah That, that was a good turn it yeah. becomes less and less of a human being every <laughs> every season, it seems. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering right, well, my question is if there's a term yeah. for that. There, yeah. uh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, because it came from Ned Flanders. <laughs> and now you know. Knowing is half the battle. All right. Um, so it sounds like you guys had a pretty busy week uh, just waiting on the sidelines, making sure that I, if you guys had to uh, start auditioning a new uh, host, but uh, you guys aren't lucky because I'm here well, and I made it. Them, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere at least until the 33rd season. At least until the end of the month. That's then, right. Until my assassin done. gets here. Wait, what? What? I have the Contessa. <laughs> oh, I don't believe you. I am the Contessa. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys don't know anything about that, that go look up the game Coup. Go play it. It's fun. And uh, yeah, okay. All right, um, let's dive into our episode of Street Shark. This week, this is episode six from season three. It's called Space Sharks. This uh, resurrects another one of uh, Ben's biggest fears that literally they just replace the word shark with anything. I don't know. uh, Or do they just tag it at the end of everything? So uh, this one is Space Sharks. Dr. Paradigm finds his way onto the International Space Station, part of this, like, uh, uh, I don't even know, the philanthropic, like, effort to be able to bring food across the globe and this grain thing, and they find this alien uh, DNA, so he tries to add that to that, and uh, there's a struggle, and then uh, the scientist who's trying to stop Paradigm um, turns into this manta ray shark thing. I don't know why that's the perfect mix um, I, I don't know if you guys think about superior genes for animals. I would not have chosen manta ray. Immediately yeah. think pan, <laughs> manta ray. Yeah, yeah, manta ray. Uh, the most superior animal on the planet. Oh, the manta ray. Question: What kind of animal is best? <laughs> oh, <laughs> manta ray. Manta ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from, but eventually, manta ray survives. Uh, there's an explosion. The street sharks make it back onto uh, onto planet Earth. And uh, they wonder what happened to this uh, scientist who was best friends with their dad. And uh, we're left with a cliffhanger. That's pretty much it. Um, Guys, any thoughts on this episode? Sharks can breathe in space. And we didn't have a montage this time. And we didn't have a montage. It would have been nice to have like a, you know. A a manta ray montage. We could be a montage. Wow. Wow. That was rough. It took an entire week to think of that one. How'd you guys? Oh, so that's so you didn't. You weren't actually sick. No, I was not actually <laughs> sick. No. Um. Actually, speak, speaking about that, um, I actually really did think I had COVID. Uh, I got tested and came back negative, and nothing. No idea. Well, it's good to hear that you're safe. What What would you have gotten COVID from? What have you been doing irresponsibly? Uh, I mean, I've been postmating all of my bat soup. <laughs> uh, I wear the mask sure and with the yeah, delivery. Guy. I mean, 
I, I did go out of my realm a little bit and I did DoorDash one time. Uh, <laughs> I think that might have been it. Postmates has done a really great job. DoorDash, uh, I guess if it wasn't if it wasn't for the uh, the Dos Nastinkos, uh you know discount, I don't I don't know if I would have would have done that. I think that's what uh, that's what got me. Can we get sponsored by DoorDash, please, so I can stop paying them so much? For food? Actually, if you have a um, if you have a Sapphire card, they actually give you a hundred dollar credit. What? Oh. Well, they, they offer a $100 statement credit. No, we are not sponsored by Chase or the Sapphire card. I'm not going to open a Chase account just to get $100. That's how they get you. That's how It's they... $100 for the next three years. In That's... addition, they also have a free perk where you can sign up for uh, Global Entry, and they cover your cost, What the which fuck includes TSA Pre. So oh. if you're ever going to travel anywhere or anything uh... like that. Yeah, so wait, cover the fee for that. global entry. Does that global that entry like is for uh, it's for uh, international, but it also includes TSA pre. That, so if that you're coming like back into the country, the earth or something, that sounds like you know, global. <laughs> entry. Uh, globally, you can enter from anywhere into the U.S. as you're long as it's back not from, from the like, moon base. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Can... Does that work from there? Uh, speaking of the moon, uh, did you guys get a chance to catch the uh, SpaceX I launch? I did. I watched mm-hmm. it. It was amazing. We made we actually made something that's on the Falcon Nine. I've never oh uh, the drag uh, oh, on yeah, dragon on sorry dragon oh that's yeah cool. on the uh, it's the coupler between the um, the shuttle and the International Space Station. We make a ring that like seals mm. it. So if it you know, w- had gone horribly, right. I would have I would have said nope. <laughs> and, we don't make anything on there. And here's Dragon mating with the ISS. Oh my God, they've lost pressure. <laughs> if only that seal had been in, manufactured properly. Yeah. Oh, um, the footage of the astronauts floating away in well, space. Zoom, zoom in, yeah, zoom, <laughs> zoom in into the into the ring in the failure zone. Oh, look, there's the label. There's the, ma- there's the serial number and the <laughs> manufacturer name. And David's signature. Who is David Chen? Who is responsible for this travesty? <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that yeah. that was really cool to see. Um, speaking of space, uh, you guys heard about uh, Trump was fighting uh, with some of the guys on the International Space Station, especially our comrades over in uh, Russia, and they're saying that we're going to be the first ones to Mars. Uh, odds on that one from Get you guys. Asked tomorrow, we're going to be the first ones to Mars. That's I certainly, right. I certainly hope so. Yeah, he says that we're going to go back to the moon, and then we're going to be the first ones on one. Mars. That's step one. And I hope that happens sooner rather than later. Are, are we going to uh, get a groove from Despicable Me to help us take over the moon? And then yep. from there, we can jump to Mars. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not going to oh. entertain this line of Damn questioning, so David, close. because I know how, like, oh, my God. This is how he gets us watching. This is how he gets ah, us watching. It's so old. scary. It's good. <laughs> And that's what I call Cinco's. All right. Um, well, sorry. Go, going back to Street Sharks, I will say this, though. When I watched the uh, the SpaceX launch, uh, I got, like, goosebumps, like, like getting to watch it launch. Because, you know, when's the last time we've seen something launch? Like, since, 20, like, 2011 was the last time. We've seen so, yeah. plenty of payload, but we haven't sent a single person into yes. space in quite some time. So that yes. was that is a historic day. Yes. Especially like, uh, as a commercial, mar- yeah, marriage of private and and the you know public, I guess, 
Damn. Elon got those spacesuits down, though, man. I know. Holy those spacesuits are fire, dude. I know. It, lo- it looks like it's from Interstellar or yeah. something. Shit, man. Like, yeah, and, and the good. dragon, the inside the dragon, Ooh, it's like, God. oh, man, what is this? Star Trek? Dude, everything's touch panels and stuff like that. I was like, it's dude, amazing. this is the future. This is the future. Yeah. Um, so we can actually, uh, I was on their SpaceX website. We can charter a flight. All right, let's do um, it. To send something, it doesn't. I don't think they're letting people go up. Oh, f- but it's but we can send stuff. It's just only costs a million dollars a payload. Okay, that's it. That's not that's so not a big deal. Yeah, we'll we'll start the uh, the Patreon link and the uh, the, the GoFundMe. We're gonna we'll just, be able. No, to- just tell SpaceX. Just tell Elon. Look, those Navsinkos want to send something up, uh, and I'm sure he'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, our boy Elon. Yeah, our friend Elon. Um, so if you guys were able to send something out into space, uh, what would you guys want to send? Uh, we'll start with you, Ben. Uh, the triple nacho cheese chicken chalupa. Yes, I knew you were gonna say something about Taco Bell. What about you, Stu? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like some of the. Fi- I was gonna guess like a five dollar box, like one of the five dollar boxes. Oh like fuck! The, wait, wait, which one? The no, nacho. Oh, wait, 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 I all of I, them from twenty twenty. <laughs> 2019. No, it's got to be the nacho fries one because that one's a yeah, historical Yeah, nacho landmark. fries and the naked chicken chalupa $5 box. <laughs> oh my Everything's got to be historical landmark. It has to be historical. These are all, dude. It doesn't have our menu anymore. We got to send right. it up. We got to preserve it. We got to show all these other ancient civilizations that mankind has made significant progress. Yeah, I think when they launched uh, Voyager uh, out into uh, space, they included a uh... Mandu Baja Blast. Yeah. <laughs> it was fueled by Baja Blast. Can you imagine the space shuttle, the, the like dragon, completely just slapped with stickers of all these like corporate by Mountain Dew. <laughs> This launch is brought to you by Baja Blast. <laughs> what about you, Stu? What would you What would you put in the? Uh, that'd, that's going to be space payload. travel in like eighty years. But I know um, <laughs> Postmates from the U- from from Earth all the way out to our moon base. Just going to be sponsors everywhere, like all stickered all over the rocket. Um, I would send a like a six month supply of like um, let's see like like uh, I think potato chips might be good, but then inside the box it would just be me. <laughs> you want to go? Hell Actually, yeah. the the craziest thing is because they can't get out of the spacesuits and there's no toilet on the actual space shuttle, they have to wear diapers the entire trip. It's eighteen wow. hours. So like hold it for eighteen sure, hours. Yeah, yeah, make sure just. Pack and plan accordingly. Damn, send like, me up right now. I'm already ready to go. I've had to go on. <laughs> I've been packaged and ready to go. I don't need a diaper. <laughs> I mean, I've been on you know work trips there where I've had to travel for close to 18 hours. I feel like, and I I, I was I didn't want to go to the bathroom on the plane or at the airport, so I just didn't. Because I'm not a child who can't hold who can't hold it. Two minutes into the launch. Fuck, where's the bathroom? (laughs) I gotta go, I gotta go. Can we stop this thing? (laughs) Wait, stop the launch. (laughs) Because I'm about to... All right, never mind. No no, no poop jokes. Sorry, sorry, Joe. Yeah, sorry, Joe. All right, um, so uh, any other thoughts about this week's uh, Street Sharks episode? I don't even think we gave one, but... Yeah, I mean it. This one was kind of a whatever. I mean, Manta Ray is superior genes, alien thing, uh, and Ben saves the day with another alien translator. Come on, I do. I do want. It would be cool if we can get uh, Babish or whatever his real name is 
to uh binging with Babish. Oh, make the, the make the uh the, the, the burger. jumbo burgers. Oh, yeah. that looks bomb. Yeah, Humongo burger, please. Okay. Babish. Get to All it. All right. All right, let's uh go ahead and we'll leave this segment. We'll jump straight over the box office rundown because it looks like still movie theaters aren't completely open. I mean, it's still dominated by that one IFC film, The Wretched, but the number of theaters did increase to 99 over the last two weeks. Nice. So I don't know where this movie is filmed is, is showing, but it's total gross is $1.1 million now. Hey, I, uh, I forgot. I didn't bother to check. I just kind of assumed Ben, did you, did, did Regal continue, continue to charge us? For the subscription, I believe they didn't, and they put a freeze on it. Okay. Yeah, I know AMC didn't. Yeah. Okay. AMC did not. Did not. No, they, oh, they so froze they... it, and then they stopped charging. I think maybe uh, a month in. But okay. I was like, I didn't go to the theater this entire month. But yeah. I guess if you really need my twenty four ninety nine to survive, I, I could have. Yeah. I can help you. Kind of just a donation. Charging that twenty four ninety nine convenience fee these past few what? months. And another twenty four ninety nine surcharge and twenty four ninety nine taxes. What the heck is this thing? I feel bad. Um, kind of well, as bad as someone could feel in this situation for uh, like the Montclair Plaza Mall or whatever. They're oh, building like this brand new AMC is going to be all nice and new, and then this happened, and now it's just been sitting half built for for the past like. I don't know however long this has been going on. Well, good news is that AMC might not be going bankrupt and will probably survive through all this. I know there was some scare at the beginning of this whole pandemic Mm -hmm. where they were saying that, you know, with all their (laughs) their financial history, they might not be able to pull out of this. But it looks like they're going to be okay. Yeah. So they apparently I guess it's mostly because of the fact that they were able to like raise a lot of funding. Same thing with Hertz. Hertz actually rent a car was actually in really big trouble. Oh, in thank the last... God. I really need to rent a car next month. Oh, thank <laughs> God. And the next and the last uh, three weeks, there's been quite a stock a rally in the stock market and everything is literally green. So I'm sure it's probably partly due to that fact that uh, they're able to raise some cash and some bonds and stuff like that. So that way they can stay afloat. Um, I don't know how many when the theaters are actually going to be open. I think probably what end of July, early uh, August. It might be July. Um, I know the first that week of July. Well, sometime in July before the opening of Tenet, because well, uh, I, I believe Cinemark is opening quite soon. Cinemark is one of those theaters that are really making a push to open up soon, so they can start doing business. Uh, the CEO has made like public statements saying that you can come into our theaters without any masks or anything. So I, I don't know that it seems really we will weird. guarantee you that you test positive for COVID. <laughs> no, I mean, they're putting in all these weird restrictions, you know, like you can watch the movie without a mask, but then you have to go in with a mask. You have to come out with a mask. Uh, it, I, I'm assuming, you know, when you're watching the movie, you don't wear a mask so that you can eat your concessions or something. Um, <laughs> no, we'll we'll make it <laughs> just with a, with a with a straw that you can suck up your popcorn and you just gotta wear oh slurry. like a boba straw yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like a... except for you'll just have a bunch of people just coughing and choking yeah. on it because they won't know when they're gonna get the actual popcorn and, <laughs> and then you can accuse them of COVID and then the secret Cinemark police will take them out and shoot them <laughs> <laughs> and then burn their bodies. 
and then yep. convert their body fat into butter for the popcorn. <laughs> this sounds like a book I've read. Yeah, it's called Soylent Green. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's made out um, of people. I know that uh, Warner Brothers is really pushing hard for uh, Tenet release because they are not budging. I know a lot of movies, even releasing later than Tenet, have kind of played chicken with this whole COVID thing, and they have backed out. But Tenet is one of the only major releases that have stood its ground and saying that they are going to release in July no matter what. So they even released why that why that why that date though? I mean, July seventeenth. What's so special about seven one seven? Nothing. 20? nothing it's just that any, well, one date's as good as any yeah i mean the sooner they can get out like they won't have any competition you know if they if they, they can pull this off they will have absolutely no competition they'll be the only movie major new release in theaters they will break nope all sorts number of one number one in the box office will be scoob <laughs> man <laughs> it sounds like you really want to watch scoob <laughs> wait if we can mention Again. scoob at least three more times we get paid scoob, I, I, scoob. okay scoob. There's yes. that's three. Excellent. Here's your free ticket and admission to Scoob. Here's a lifetime supply of tickets to Scoob. Scoob. <laughs> and <laughs> Scooby Snacks. Wow. Well, I can't be mad at that part. Yeah. No, the, the dog treat. Oh. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> Not the graham cracker. I guess for Ben, it really doesn't matter. All right. The um, graham cracker cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's our box office rundown. Uh, I guess uh, we will probably see something probably the first week of July. Uh, July 4th weekend sounds like a pretty big weekend to be able to have uh, movies released. So maybe that's maybe that's what part of the plan is. Do you think if, uh, Ben, do you think if movie theaters were to open earlier instead of on July 17th, let's say a week or two earlier, do you think they would move the tenant release up? No, they wouldn't move it up. I think that requires way too much coordination at this point, uh, especially with everything going on right now. I think they are going to stick with the July seventeenth release date, just because. Well, they don't have any reason to do it if you know to move it up because they have mm. no competition. Like, there's literally nothing coming out, so it's it's a safe gamble for them. Well, not a safe gamble. It's a gamble, but this is their safest option. Okay, all right. Um, so that. Pretty much we'll do it for our box office rundown for this week. Let's hop on over to our movie of the week, Dead Silence. Uh, Stu, this was your pick. How about you tell us Wait, about it? But didn't I do it last time? Yeah, he no, did. I did it last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did do it last oh, week. Oh, shit. Well, then that means Ben hasn't done one. Okay, fine. You want me to do it? Yeah. Okay, fine. You ready? Okay, fine. We, oh, are gonna... ventriloquists, oh, ventriloquists. <laughs> we are both ventriloquists. We are both ventriloquists. We practice every day. He carries the baskets. He carries the payroll. And we don't have this. But there is one thing for that's for sure, my friend. We are both ventriloquists. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the synopsis is the movie opens with Jane and his What? Oh, if uh, you do it, we'll be here for 15 minutes. No, oh, let me try. I really <laughs> no, want to try it again. Okay, I'm starting the timer right now. Go. All right, <laughs> Jamie and Ashley, uh, Jamie and his wife Lisa uh, find an anonymous gift. Uh, it's ventriloquist doll, and it ends up killing her. And it leads him back to his hometown in Ravensfair. And while he's in Ravensfair, he unravels a truth, a horrifying truth about his family and his past, and all the strings that are attached. 
and we'll see uh, how he does with all of that. Done. Jesus, that's 32 minutes. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we'll start with Ben. Ben, have you seen this movie before? I have not. I have never seen okay. this movie. Thoughts? I I will say that uh, I like that um, that plot device, the one that they use for the. Uh, I guess whenever there's evil near, there's some sort of threat that's immediately nearby uh where everything goes silent you know that silence was pretty cool i thought it was a really cool idea to do that however i, I don't know um i don't think they could they use it as well as they could have they started using it at the beginning i thought it was going to go somewhere but ultimately it didn't uh it was really interesting seeing this movie it it definitely had potential and it really shows especially with the director and the writer uh, the director was James Wan. I mean, uh, you probably all know James Wan. He's like one of Hollywood's like biggest. He's one go-to. of the Hollywood. Oh, 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 and this has been another episode of Drunk and I see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he is definitely uh, like the go-to horror guy for Hollywood right now. He's very effective. He knows what he's doing. Um, I believe he directed Insidious. Uh, yeah, Insidious and Saw, and, Saw, yeah. and uh, what's the other one? Uh, not Insidious, but uh, uh, The Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah, Conjuring. There you go. The Conjuring. Yeah. So he's definitely built up a track record, and this was one of like <laughs> and Fast and Furious Seven. <laughs> <laughs> All horror movies. All horror, horror, horror. It's like when Jim Carrey stopped doing comedies and he wanted to do more dramatic roles. But Number like, twenty-three. What does it mean? <laughs> But it's like reverse. Like, yeah. I'm done doing horror. I want to do some action-y. Oh, he also directed Aquaman. Yeah, I, I just said that, David. Sorry, yeah, I'm just... David, pay I'm attention. Putting, David, keep God, going. Sorry, David, Ben. God continue. damn it. God damn it, David. All right. So, He's, he is the one. Yes, he is the one who did it. Yes. This was one of his earlier works. It was very interesting to see. It was one of his earlier works. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been another episode. Um... <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this was also a collaboration with uh, what's Lan Whaley? Is that his name? I can't remember. Lay Whaley? Ah, crap! I can't remember his name. Uh, but Lee Wanell. Yeah, Lee Wanell. He was the guy who directed uh, Invisible Man and Upgrade. So it was really cool seeing this collaboration with them at the earlier stages of both of their careers. So, I mean. The movie wasn't perfect by far. I mean, there was definitely a lot of room for growth, and it was nice to see that you know later on in their careers they were able to both kind of capitalize on their mistakes. So, I I'll give it like a like a six, seven out of ten. It was it was like enjoyable, but it could have been a little better. Okay, and for you, Stu, since this is how many times have you seen this one? Uh, I don't know. It was probably like my fourth or fifth time. Okay. Um, uh, and your thoughts? Has it changed it any time? You know, watching it the fourth, think, the third, fourth time. I think for this time I watched it this time around. I don't recall, and I don't know if this if this needs to be saved for a spoiler zone, but I'll just say it anyways. There, I don't recall there being so much like fo- emphasis on the tongue. I don't remember. Oh, this is the uncut version. So this is it. it they they added it. Okay. Yeah, because I don't remember so much 
CGI. Yeah, that was that was an addition too. But Wait, um, this was the addition to the uncut version. I think this is uh one version of it that just oh, like as extra footage or something. Yeah, this was the unrated version. Right, extra um, version. Yeah, so they they originally didn't have that. Oh, I there. get it. Uncut. Ver- okay, wait. Oh, no, oh, oh, spoilers. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay, this has been another episode. It doesn't have anything else. Okay, bye. That's three, that's three episodes <laughs> in the can. Damn. Um, uh, but uh, the reason why I picked this movie, since we're on the top genre of horror, or that's what uh, now that's what I call Cinco's volume oh. horror. Um. Uh, the reason why I picked it is because it, I, I recall it being the first movie in probably since like from since from like the age of like 13 to adulthood that like gave me that like childhood terror after I saw it where like after like I'd be in bed and I'd start like oh god what was that noise was that a doll was that a was that a oh god like so that it was the first movie to like actually like kind of give me those like is at the after aftershock uh of the movie just because like i kind of grew up on horror movies a lot so not like things like uh i don't know what other people would find scary like the halloween movies or anything like that um never really had an impact on me but this one was like the first one i can recall in my adult life that kind of did that um so that's why i chose it and um but yeah I, my opinion hasn't changed on it it's still i mean i'm not as much of a big bitch baby as i was i still am but um <laughs> but it i mean i didn't have like the same type of you know after effect where i was like every little sound at night would be like oh god was that a was that the was that the lady was that what's her name uh but but yeah it's uh it was a good it's a good scary movie that's why i liked it it was the first movie that kind of like terrified me like that just because like i don't know something about the dolls i think just dolls in general like i don't know if you remember the uh the Goosebumps book that had the doll on it, or like the what are they called? The Ventriloquist the dummy. The yeah, the porcelain doll. Yeah, the, you remember that Goosebumps book? I, I remember the image of it. I yeah, never the, actually heard of it, or I mean, oh, never like read it. Pic, yeah, but you know the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. know of it. So yeah, yeah, that that one also scared me when I was a kid, just because I don't know. I guess that's my thing that scares me. So porcelain dolls, not porcelain, but like the ventriloquist dummy. Ventriloquist dummies. Hey, yeah. David. Uh, we're doing a secret <laughs> Santa too, right? Yeah, we are doing a secret Santa. Don't worry. Either you or I will get Stu. All right, perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna come from Raven's Fair. Um, okay. so Stu, what uh rating? I, I'll give it an eight out of ten. Okay. How much of that is nostalgia for you? Uh, point or two? Yeah, maybe point or two. Um, okay. I some things there were some things like I did. I mean, it's not. I've, I don't look at it too critically. It's, you know, it's probably not the best movie, but um, some of the things I liked about it were obviously the, the scariness of it. Plus the, uh, I liked the uh, Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg's uh, comic. Relief. Yes. Donnie. <laughs> Damn. I could definitely see a lot of Mark in there. A lot of Marky Mark. Yeah. Like Marky Mark, Donnie <laughs> Don. Um, yeah, that was, uh, it was good. It was, it was okay. uh, enjoyable. And also I forgot that old guy's name, but he was good too. Oh yeah. The guy uh, who played Henry. Yeah, is that was his name? The Wait, guy from Shawshank but... Redemption. Oh, with the dad at the end? No, the grandpa. Or the, the mortician. Oh. Yeah, Henry. Oh, Michael Fairman? Is that his name? He played the, uh, yeah, he played the yeah. Uh, Henry. Yeah, yeah. Henry Walker. Yeah. 
Um, for me, uh, actually knowing that uh, James Wan had already directed Saw beforehand, I could see that he actually like developed a little bit more of a, a eye for like story. So for me, this one's a seven out of ten. So um, overall, I definitely did like some of the uh, story elements and like Ben was saying, the dead silence because it's it's usually it's opposite. Usually, when it comes to horror films, usually they start spiking the music to kind of like and give you a kind of anticipation, and they did the opposite for that. Proto um, quiet place. Yeah, so I thought that was that was a pretty good. Um, Thing I felt like the pacing was a little bit weird, but overall the story was not too bad. But it definitely caught me off. Uh, like the ending caught me by surprise. So I will say that I was kind of surprised by how this ended. So yeah, so I give it a pretty good favorable rating. So yeah, so overall Ben six out of ten. I was a seven out of ten, and Stu's an eight out of ten. Yeah, any other four. two? After hearing what Stu had to say and how it kind of impacted his life, I want to change my score. Give me, Two. Give, me give me a one. Give, give okay. me one. One. <laughs> I don't understand the correlation. <laughs> Actually, because of Ben's uh, outstanding argument, I would also like to change mine. Mine's a negative one. Okay. <laughs> so overall I'm not score sure, is... I'm not sure what the slight is at me, one. but... Okay. <laughs> I don't know, because I think there was, like, at one point, there was something, there was a movie that meant a lot to Ben, and we both kind of just, like, oh, we shat sl- on it. Oh, we slammed And then Ben's <laughs> like, you know what, if you like this, it's, then we're, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to slide it as well. You know, Ben's been just, on lately, he's just been out to get me. Like, no, wait, wait, whoa, 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 where's this coming from? Where's this whenever, coming whenever No, that's playing. not wrong. No, 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 ben, no, no, no. just own it. Just, you've been kind of petty <laughs> no 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 i've always been out to get stu not lately <laughs> that's what i was saying I was like it's but, not recently he's always been petty but now he's like really like he's there's no qualms about it it's well, just because he feels it comfortable thick. yeah he's comfortable he's your that's how you know he's your true friend he's i don't have that physical friend. intimidation anymore uh, <laughs> you're not there to actually sock me in the face if something goes wrong <laughs> <laughs> he's not so scary when you can't dislocate your arms well, I mean, well, you, gonna, you don't you have drive, to try very hard for that. <laughs> You're going to drive 45 minutes down to my house and punch me in the face? Oh, fuck. Wait. Someone's at my door. Hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, so Hold on. <laughs> it's the Popeye's oh, delivery guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, come on in. <laughs> ben, what was that? Your rating went back to a six? Okay, fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um... Any other thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this one up and we jump straight into the spoiler zone? No. Uh, dolls are scary. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're not in control of them. And one thing, I didn't realize this was, uh, until this time I watched it that it was directed, is basically a James Wan movie. Um, mm-hmm. And having watched a bunch of other James Wan movies, including Saw, Sin- uh, not Sinister, uh, Conjuring, and fuck what was the other one we just mentioned it earlier conjuring insidious uh, i can see a lot of similarities in how like all like just a lot of things similar in how the movie's made so that was and kind of all he does he does really really well a lot of people like yeah, his i films, really like so. his the uh, style style yeah. yeah 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 and and david like um you said you gave this like a seven out of seven. ten right 
Mm-hmm. And I think the last time or our last review, you were talking about like how I don't understand how people enjoy horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, what what made you give this a seven out of ten? Then, if you don't really understand, you know, why people enjoy I horror think, movies. I think he meant he doesn't understand why people like to get scared, like spooked mm-hmm. at a movie, like watching. But a movie. I can I can understand when it when a story is well crafted, it's been well directed, and um, you know, I appreciate the things that they're trying to do. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just not a, I'm not a huge connoisseur. It's kind of like uh, um, some people really really like foie gras. I'm like I. <laughs> I, I you really don't. Like don't know. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Hmm. All right. Well, I, okay. So for horror movies, I think it's kind of like, well, for me, it's kind of like an appreciation for. Uh, I I guess this isn't really particularly pertaining to just horror movies, but for any kind of genre movie, it's appreciation for how someone is able to make you feel a certain way. Right. Like for a horror movie, you could be like in the best part of your life, but you know, you watch a horror movie and you feel scared or something. And I think it takes someone who really knows what they're doing to kind of make you feel that way or or whether Mm. it's like a comedy, you know, to make you laugh or a romance movie to make you, you know, feel sad and make you feel regretful, you know, uh, action movie to feel enthralled you know it, it it definitely takes an eye for that and to make you you know come to that to those senses through a combination of you know like uh, of a visual uh, something visual something with the music something you know that you just feel down there you know it's just it, it, it's an appreciation for that i, I mm-hmm. think you know that's why i do enjoy when i see a good horror film it's like uh I don't get spooked out too much when it comes to, you know, movie, television, media, you know, although, you know, sometimes when we go to a fucking weird ass Korean mall and there's like no fucking stores in there and it's just like that one (laughs) store and it's like, why the fuck is this whole mall built if it's just that one fucking store, you know, build it and they will come. We got to explore. We got to go see what's up. Explore. Why (laughs) why do you build a mall if you don't have all the tenants, you know, it it just don't any fucking sense you know if you got a don't... korean ass popeyes and a korean ass <laughs> movie theater and that's it that's fucking it and then you're gonna turn the corner and that's when the zombies start rushing yeah. through ben, the, why, the, why the would they, we, if we don't investigate ben no one will so we need we need yeah, to do yeah, maybe the korean ter- caretakers will fucking <laughs> investigate it because it's their fucking place you know but anyways <laughs> but the everyone knows the korean caretakers at that mall have no eyes oh my god uh Stop. They just have empty Stop. sockets oh. where they should be. Anyways, <laughs> Korean, not Korean media. Fuck horror media. <laughs> I I think really hits me because it, it definitely takes a great story and some you know some great sequences to make me really just appreciate that movie and think about. I will it. agree with you. I mean, when we saw it, chapter two. I did not think that was really that good. I didn't either. I mean, they it fucking was. bullied a fucking space alien to death. They yeah. literally bullied someone to death. Yeah. An extraterrestrial being. They just yeah. kept yelling forehead at it, and it died. Yeah. Five head. Five head. Five head. Five head. <laughs> that, would, that would have been my line. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's jump straight into the uh, spoiler zone. And we're here. Great. You guys hear that? 
pretty silent. Yeah. Dead silent. Dead silent. I don't get that. David. <laughs> At least it wasn't like a, some like laughing clown or whatever. I, I like the. I'm wearing the spoilers right now. Um, I did like the fact that um, they used um, what Mary Clark instead of the doll as the story device. Um, as Mary Shaw, sorry, uh, Mary Shaw was the one who was the one that was stealing people's tongues. I thought that was kind of interesting because usually, Rather than usually a lot like of times, possessed huh? doll or something. Yeah, instead of it just being like, oh, kind of like Annabelle or uh, dude, Annabelle like was Chucky. a stupid fucking movie. Yeah, it kind of was. The doll was yes. not even like a part of the movie for like ninety percent of it. Yeah, yeah, that was that's pretty fucking stupid, David. That was a waste. Yeah. Of, that was a waste of time. Sorry, it really was. No, so so yeah, so I appreciated the fact that they kind of went behind and they kind of like kept you in suspense. You had no idea, and then at the very end, it hits you. By the way, like the entire town was a freaking puppet. Everybody was a puppet. And what? I was like, what? Yeah. The entire town? Well, I mean, the, all the major players, right? So all His, four of them? Uh, the detective turns into... Wait, no? That wasn't well, what Well, I mean, was? I don't... I didn't get that, that the entire town was just being possessed by... Well, they couldn't be because as, it, as she showed that she actually has to have hands on them to puppeteer them, so... Hmm. Um, wait, okay, so I, I have this weird... Well, I have a question about this. So Donnie, right? He's a detective, right? Mm-hmm. So he should, you know, probably have some sort of knowledge about what's going on with these these murders or what these deaths, right? Mystery disper- disappearances. Mystery disappearances. Mm-hmm. Yet all the people who have died or whatever, and there, there's been a string of similar deaths where their mouths are cut open and their tongues have been cut out. And right. he doesn't piece this together. Well, like, I don't think he was from out of from, town. I think yeah, he's, he's from not Chicago, from that. Right? Like oh, it'd be like a town. It'd be like from you know uh, the detective in Irvine came to investigate something in San Bernardino or something. Oh, what so. the fuck? Doesn't the police department know? I mean, like no one finds this mysterious. That like, oh hey, maybe it's maybe it's un- maybe it's Ravens Fair is an unincorporated town. They don't have a police station. Maybe, maybe Ravens Fair is dumb as there fuck. Was, all right, <laughs> no, Ravens Fair didn't have any people left. Remember, like during that like first drive-in sequence, like everything's boarded up and shut up. That is a good point. You never really see any other people other than. The uh, the mortician, wait, really? The mortician, oh. his wife, uh, his mom, which is Ella, which is that f- the perfect doll, uh-huh. um, and then the detective who follows him there. There's well, his, his dad. Although That's you'd it. have to assume there was like a motel worker. Yeah, he got he got hot- motel rooms, but that is a, a kind of interesting thing you never see actually see anyone else so maybe that's possible who knows Hmm. okay okay i mean to me that's the way the story read to me and so at the end when they showed that the the nerd like the book the Mm -hmm. the photo album i'm just like oh okay so they had changed she had figured out a way to be able to get everybody and to trap him so that way he couldn't have so like his family would never have another like another line of people Okay, yeah, fine. We're sending. We're yeah. sending. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, an astute observation. Um, well, I want to get to what I want to know about from All David. Right. Uh, 
Was there a part that uh, particularly gave you the spooks? Uh, the part where Henry dies. The the mortician? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I was going to say that on the rewatch, that was definitely one of the... Uh, that part, like, literally... More horrific uh, yeah. oh. scenes. Because you, uh, the way I felt the entire time was he survived before because he knew that not to scream, and this one time he screams. Why? <laughs> You have the antidote. You know what the like how to solve it, right? You you know what to do, and you do it. Why? Um, I, I thought it was really interesting that as as uh, Detective Lipton or Donnie's character is falling, mm-hmm. he screams, and then she swoops in and, and yeah. snatches him. That's like, like a, that's a technicality. <laughs> yeah, I was just like I was okay, like that's you're gonna die bull. anyways. That's right. That was bull crap. That, that doesn't count. Yeah, but. Uh, and I thought there was going to be something with like a shaving thing, you know? It's like he's always uh, using it. I'm like, oh, he's going to like cut his face open with a shaver or something. But no. <laughs> like, no, he, he he'll never it. have to shave ever again because no, he's a like a doll. Just pop, that, pops out no, of the pocket. That was the juxtaposition was the fact that he had the doll in his room and he was uh, shaving. He goes, oh, you don't have to do that because you're a doll. Uh, and then as, and then the razor comes down and it, it goes off, realizing that he's never going to have to use that again because he's dead. <laughs> the the razor is a character is a major character in this movie. Yeah. Right. It that one's the only thing that is not a puppet. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, I don't remember there for? being what so the much clapping for. I don't remember there being so much tongue play like in the. <laughs> it's because the, it's the uncut version. I, it's right. it's the uncut version. I think that's what it is. The uncut um, tongue version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I like. Um, what did I say? I, this would have been better if Justin Long was in it. No, shut up. No one absolutely says that better. Ever. Absolutely better. The main character Jamie should have been played by Justin Long. Most of it would have been Drag Me, to, or I guess it came out before Drag Me to Hell, so it'd yep. be a no, ju- no, not Justin Long, Justin Wong. Oh damn, oh, Justin Wong! Give me that Street Fighter shit. Oh my god, <laughs> let's go. See if Justin Wong was in here, she wouldn't stand a chance. You know, that's right. You just throw that dive out. kick. Damn, dive kick. Sure you can. <laughs> Get on that shit. Uh, although one thing about James Wan, I was just pulled up here when I was looking at the list. Uh, this has a uh, a TBA or it's, he's just a producer on it. Never mind. That's unfortunate. For what? Um, for the a movie called The Crooked Man, which I guess is in the works. Which I'm. I hope that gets made because that's a, a pretty. Uh, creepy uh story crooked man hmm. well i, I mean, only i think i only watched it from i knew it from an rpg maker game that mm-hmm. markiplier played but it still it was creepy as fuck so well who knows i mean he he definitely has the uh capacity to do it ben did you have a part that was particularly spooky to you um i want to say I, I the part that kept me in the most suspense was definitely the uh, the final scene when they were in the uh, the that that back space in the theater. I would say, mm, right? I didn't really know what was going to happen, you know, it, 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 because most of the horror or um, you know the scariest scenes were pretty brief. I would say, you know, it's pretty much a setup for that, and then it just ends. But they really, you know. They really amped it up because you're in this theater for so long. You know that, 
you know, it's a spooky place out in the middle of nowhere, and you, know, you don't really know what's going to happen. You know she's out there somewhere, and you have this whole sequence of Donnie chasing after the main character, and they really, you know, lingered on that for a really long time. Like, they, they've they spent a long time establishing that the main character gets to the theater. Another long time to establish that Donnie is chasing him. Them finally meeting up. And then like that third revelation of, hey, there's more to this theater than, you know, meets the eye. And then they get to the altar dolls. And it's just like, holy shit, you know, what's with all these dolls? And then, you know, you go through them and it's like, oh, fuck, one's missing. And, you know, just keeps building and amping and amping. It's just like, fuck, you know, just hurry up and get it over with. You know, (laughs) what's the big fucking reveal and scare? And you get to this other doll. You don't even know what this fucking doll is. They never even go over it. It's just a creepy ass clown doll like they never acknowledge it all these other puppets and dolls are modeled after people but you got this creepy ass clown in the corner that's just on a fucking rocking chair i'm like fuck what is this thing you know did you guys did you guys catch the uh, cameo of the uh, saw doll in that scene oh i did it jigsaw so if you go back to that movie and on the way to talking to the doll at the end of that like top part portion mm-hmm. like you'll see it he's sitting right at the bottom of like one of the posts oh. i was like oh like I, I didn't know that james wan d- directed this i didn't really look into too much of the film but then i saw it, i was like is that the saw doll and i looked it up and was like oh i guess there is a cameo mm-hmm. and that makes a lot of sense because that's a uh, homage to uh some of his previous work oh how about that so yeah and also like the ending like the ending where he the revelation that yeah. was pretty much the straight out of saw <laughs> like the way he the they cut together all like the pieces mm-hmm. to like kind of help help anyone who didn't quite get it yet oh yeah uh, they did the same thing at the end of saw hey what okay since this is kind of like a nostalgic piece for you what was the most impactful part of this movie for you Stu? the part that like stayed with me the most yeah definitely I think the part that kind of stuck with me the m- most was the part at towards the end when the Donnie and the main character, I don't remember his name, forgettable guy, Jamie, uh, Jamie uh, they're trying to flee the, uh, you know, the now burning uh, theater. Mm-hmm. And as they're fleeing, it keeps showing uh, the Mary Shaw in pursuit of them. Mm-hmm. And just the way that she kept kind of like, floating towards the camera and uh with like this these just the dead stare that i think that part was probably impacted me pretty hard just because like i don't know just they did a really good job like with the effects and makeup that it was just terrifying to me just to see her uh doing that Hmm. and then also the uh the very end right before the credits where they kind of show you the uh showing you like the pictures of the people turned into dolls those were very unsettling pictures. Yep. That was, yeah. Plus, you know, the mortician guy getting his fucking lower half of his face ripped off. That was cool. But yeah. So, I mean, this is the second movie in a row that the protagonist does not survive the the uh, the encounter. Yeah, I, I do like those kind of horror film endings, you know, something bleak, something that kind of sticks with you. You know, the horror films are supposed to 
be that, you know? It's not supposed to leave you with a good feeling. Yeah, it's not supposed to leave good, you with, like, a sense of despair. I think it was also interesting, both of these movies uh, ended with, like, a uh, kind of a twist ending mm-hmm. where, yeah, you, you know, you think they're about to make it, and nope. That's the wrong ending. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was going to get one satisfying one, and I guess I didn't. You know, you got the other one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. For this week, (laughs) I think we can go ahead and we can wrap this one up. All right. uh, We're going to exit the spoiler zone right now. Uh, The movie of the week for next week, as part of our That's What I Call Cinco's, is my pick. A Quiet Place, uh, mostly because I enjoyed it. And also, uh, Quiet Place 2 should be released some point this year. And it didn't um, scare him too badly. Yeah. <laughs> it was scary how quiet it was in the theater. And oh, you couldn't eat, eat popcorn at all. That's right. You couldn't do anything. It's I like a like, cement we, mixer. <laughs> we actually, yeah, actually, I think I had a Slurpee when we were in there. And literally, you know how at that point where you drink it and then you have to tap it to be able to get... I yeah. couldn't even do that. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst. I still Wait. have half a Slurpee gone and I can't do anything about it. Wait, is that the, did we all go see that together? We went to yes, bed we beforehand uh-huh. and got, that yes. was awesome. Wait, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Or was yeah. I there? We, I don't I know. Think, I don't it know. It was me, we Evan, Stu definitely was there. Yeah. Stu did not Thomas. spill his drink. Nope, uh, not this time. Yep. <laughs> Which theater was that at? Which theater was that at? Glendora. AMC, AMC? and Glendora. Andorra. We went to Bevmo uh, to get a bunch of little liquor bottles. Oh, I was there. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was awesome. So that was good. Um, so yeah, that should be a little bit nostalgic for that, and also a prequel to, you know, anticipation for something that will be coming out the rest of this year. Um, and uh, yeah, that pretty much will do it for us here at the Dos Nascimentos podcast. Make sure to check us out on our live stream every Thursday at 7 p.m. We haven't decided what game we'll be playing, but um, we hope to see you guys there. Make sure to drop a like and a subscribe in our YouTube channel and drop a comment. Let us know what you uh, liked, what you would like to see us uh, review next. And uh, make sure to stay safe out there, uh, whether you're protesting or just staying six feet away from other people. Be safe and uh We'll check you guys on the next one. As always, I've been your host, David. I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben, using a ventriloquist technique. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And uh, don't forget to tape your Reiki Masters. We'll check you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. The next one. Okay, bye. (laughs)